Hey, 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 welcome back to another edition of the best women's boxing show, period. Giandra, again, it's our second, it's our, well, our second date. We haven't seen each other in a while. I know. And when you share a brain like we do, that's <laughs> not good. As you can see, because we coordinate, you got to coordinate. You got to have the animal prints with the animal. You got to coordinate. Yeah, but okay, you know what? I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Yes, we are. We are the two flat honeys in the... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get right to it because you know what? There's some other boxing we can talk about, but we got pressing matters because we have a gentleman, Hall of Fame trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, boxing of, royalty. Boxing royalty, one of the uh, best jabs in the game, Mr. James Buddy McGurk. Woo! Woo! Sorry. You know, we're very excited. Exactly. <laughs> What's going on, Buddy McGurk? Thank you. Not so much right now in Liverpool getting. Um, Callum and Aziz are ready for the fight on the twentieth. Is Callum Smith fighting on the on the card too? Yeah, he's fighting WBC uh, light heavyweight eliminator. How did I not know this? That's why I'm here. That's why I saw him. I saw you training him. Okay, and then also I saw Ziad is over in Liverpool. Also, how's that heat wave? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) one day, one day, one day was the heat wave, and then. The people here were losing their mind. <laughs> That's like yesterday was. Yesterday was like sixty degrees, seventy degrees. You know, this guy told me when it gets hot, they shut down the subways and everything, the trains, and he what wasn't lying. It what? was ninety degrees. They shut down everything. They they would not last in New York or the Valley. <laughs> no, no not, a, not at all. Not at all. Oh, I didn't know that Callum Smith is fighting, but okay, yeah, good. He he used to fight or he used to train with Joe Joe Gallagher, and now he's under your tutelage. Which I mean, you've had you are no stranger to UK fighters. You had Derek Jasora. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still have Kovalev? I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. He just fought on. He just fought on Triller. Just mm-hmm. fought. Yes. Uh, you have okay. Janbeck. Like I just said, I'm so high on him, but uh, he's the next best thing aside from Boots. And then you also have that prospect. He's going pro. Ziad. I, you know what? I had to keep writing his name. Amayuf. Amayuf. Well, good luck with that because I'm not going to try to say it. <laughs> yeah, he told us you just make up names. You make up his name. <laughs> That's true. Oh, what's That's the true. what's I the do. one song he should uh, walk out? You should out? have him walk out to Double Dutch Bus because you know how they're like, it's a kizzle, it's a rizzle. <laughs> You should play the song for him. He'd be like, I don't understand. And when he hears it, you know what? He might enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's what I call him in the gym, though. I go, Izzo, Wizzo, Kizzo. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm like, yeah. You got to, if he, if he, if you don't play Double Dutch Bus in the gym, it's a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, but. Well, right now, over here, they're not going to play no Double Dutch Bus. <laughs> That's not know. happening. Imagine playing that in Saudi. They'd be like, what is, what is that? This? They'd be like, it was Buddy's idea. Damn, Americans go. Oh. <laughs> oh, Buddy. But now you're back in the hot seat because a lot of eyes uh, are on you. I, I, like I said, I didn't know that you're, that, that Callum was training to, for a fight because I don't even know who's yes. on this undercard. Uh, but uh, he, Ziad told us the pro, his his very first pro fight that was supposed to happen, but the edible <laughs> incident happened. <laughs> okay, buddy, you've been in the game Run it for, us, for how long? That it has to be a new one. <laughs> the guy. Took yeah, that a, was that yeah. was a case of I don't want to fight. Yeah. 
I mean, you admit you ate an edible. I mean, you <laughs> you deny it. And and from what I'm hearing, I don't know how true it is, but if if he was if his urine was dirty, he could have paid a fine and still fought. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just gonna save my body, I'm gonna save my brain, and just he didn't even get paid for it. So that's the sad part is that you guys don't get paid right. when he, you don't fight. What 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 happened? Here's the crazy part. I had a I had left town because I was away with Johnny Beck. So I had this other friend of mine working with uh, Zizzle for the fight. So I said, listen, you work the fight, you get paid, you get the money. I don't want nothing. You know, I mean, you you work with him the last two weeks. I told I told uh, Zizzle, I said, pay him. Don't pay me. Yet. Don't worry about it. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's great. You know what I mean? But then the fight didn't come off. But he still paid the guy, though, for working his corner. I mean, for training, he still paid him. That's not that. See, you know, that's really sweet. That's how you keep your karma right. Okay, yeah. so, so, buddy, you know, uh, there was something that was really interesting. He said, Ziad said that he didn't even have an amateur back. Well, he did have an amateur background, but since COVID, he didn't really have any pro fights. And for you to take him on, what ma- what was it about Ziad that stood out that said, you know what, I'm going to take him under my wing, even though he never got to go pro, he didn't get to go to the Olympics because of COVID. Uh, there must have been something special that stood out. When he first came to the gym, he was with another trainer. And uh, he was spawn guys, and guys were kicking the crap out of him. But he kept coming back. He kept coming. Yeah. He would not give up. He kept coming back and he was willing to learn. And he, you know, then he came to me and he's like, look, coach, you know, I want you to work with me. I want you to work with me. And I just love determination and that I put him in with Adam Lopez, Carlos Balderas. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. No, what are you? He had, a yeah. bruised, he had a bruised rib. He had a bruised rib. He went and bought like a rib guard, put oh. that on the spot. So, you know, I said, this guy, you know, he really wants this. So when you get someone like that, you got to, you got to help is just an incredible young man. He was just sharing with us some insights about just his humble beginnings of how they didn't even have a ring. They didn't have yeah. ropes. They didn't have proper padding on the board and spaces in between it. So when you spend those first days looking at him and kind of assessing him, what type of inventory you already admired his determination. So, but then when you got down to really looking at the fundamentals, it was like, well, did you think, Oh my God, what have I got myself into? Where does the building blocks begin with a fighter like that? Who didn't have the opportunity to have the extensive amateur background or even proper training items or access to anything where does buddy mcgurt begin with a fighter like that right after i said what you just said (laughs) what the hell what the hell did i get myself into (laughs) you know i love the fact that he was in the gym every day and it got to the point some days i would have to kick him out of the gym Mm. wow i said get out of here and go home now i know you know he's a student you know and you know, he was doing this, you know, when he had his test, he's like, coach, I can, I got to study, but can I train at night? I said, look, school is more important. Boxing ain't going nowhere. Finish, get your, do your test, do your term papers, whatever you got to do, and then come back. The gym will be here. I'll be here. Don't worry about it. Education is first. 
Okay. Yeah, it's true. He's he's a. I forgot to ask him, but he's studying psychology. He's in college. Wow. Twenty two years old. So that's good. At least he has a backup plan. He always says he has to have a backup plan. Everyone has to have one. Mm-hmm. But you got it. You, you got have it. to because you, you know you don't know boxing. As talented as you are, you could step out your car and turn an ankle, and it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Just that simple. Yeah. But you know, it's the sad part about this sport is that you know, as fighters, you know, we make money. We blow money because we never had it. And then we think it's never going to end. And then one day it ends and then you have nothing else to to a backup plan. You have nothing to fall back on. And now you say, oh, crap, what do I do with my life now? And that's when you get guys that make comebacks. You know what I mean? Because that's that's all we know. So it's it's tough. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see him going to school preparing for life after boxing because you have to tell me tell me let's talk about that buddy as someone with a wonderful professional career a wonderful second career as a trainer and a teacher when it's time to they say fighters don't retire the ring retires fighters how did you know to step away and not be drawn back because we see so many fighters go back way past prom. Well, we like James Tony. People just go back way more than they. That's past their prime. They're way past. With, their prime. And it's scary. It, the, it's very scary. We're the first to know, but the last one to admit it. Yeah. You know what I mean? My desire left me in 1994, but I continued to fight because um, I didn't know anything else. And then I got a, a letter from everybody's uncle telling me I owed the money, Uncle Sam. So when I got that money, that letter, I was like, shit, the only way I'm going to pay him back is if I come back. And when I came back, it was, you know, I won a few fights. And then once I, I lost the last fight, I was like, it's, I got to figure this shit out. You know, uh, boxing ain't going to cut it. So it was a tough, tough transition for me. You know, I was training for a fight. I was in Colorado Springs training and I just stopped running and I went to my car and I said, that's it. And my friends are like, what are you doing? I said, that's it, man. This game's over, man. Who am I kidding? And they said, man, you're going to make 200,000. I said, I don't care if I was making 2 million, man. I'm not going to, mentally, I'm not there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to risk my life and my health for a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'll figure this shit out when I get back home. I mean, and it was a tough time in my life because all the money I had made, everything was gone. You know, I had taken care of my family, you know, my siblings, everybody. But, you know what I mean? Like they say, when the band is playing, everybody's dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The band stopped playing, so everybody jumped ship on me. So now I go home now. I'm like, I got to figure this out. I got, you know, I got wife, I got kids. I'm like, damn, I got to figure this out. And, you know, I, you know, thank God, you know, I sat back and I thought about it. I thought about it and I figured out some things to do. You know, I sold a lot of cars I had. You know, I did things that I had to do to get money until I was able to get on my feet as a trainer. Did you want to be a trainer? Since the day I, start, I started boxing on my 12th birthday, January 17th, Saturday afternoon. Sunday when I woke up, I wanted to be a trainer. Oh, interesting. So, but you just fought so you can get to that goal or yes. learn more? Okay. When I turned pro, I used to train amateurs back at home. Okay. I love the, the feeling of teaching someone to outthink the next person. My, my theory is hit and not get hit. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to, to uh, get older and have a conversation with your kids and your grandkids. Buddy, can you move the camera over? I see half your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm intrigued with that because I think you are officially our first Hall of Fame guest. Yeah. yeah. You're our well, first Hall of Fame guest. Uh, Roy Jones. Oh, yeah, and Roy Jones. Roy. But we didn't get a chance to really talk to him about... Because that's a perfect example of Roy, of someone who continued and continued yeah. and continued to fight and kept, um, you know, chasing the next thing. And so now after going through that journey yourself, what do you tell your young fighters about that period about or to even rewind it back? You said this was in 1994. Which fight was going? What fight was going on that you just mentally checked out? What was happening at that time in your life? I had um I had just came back from a rotator cuff injury. Mm -hmm. You know, they told me my career was over when I got injured in '93, but I came back and I fought my way back to a championship fight. I fought a kid named Pat Coleman on CBS, mm -hmm. and after I won the fight, they told me you got the rematch with Pennell, and I started crying. And when I when I started crying, the feeling right there left me. I don't want to fight anymore that day. Oh. Why is that? Because I, I did what they said I couldn't do. They said I couldn't come back. They said my career was over a year before. And here it was a year later, I was back where they said I couldn't be. But it was such, such a long, hard road that I had went through it. That was my second time because I got injured in 1990. I tore a bicep tendon and they told me my career was over. Mm. And I was able to come back and win a title a year later. So after that second time, it just it just wore me out. Knowing with those injuries that you have in training fighters now, what advances do you have now that you wish you would have had back then when you were getting those injuries, if any? You know, I, I, I look at it like this. Um, if I didn't go through what I went through then, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. I mean, obviously your record, it's, it says it all. You're, you have 73 uh, fights, six losses, uh one draw and 48 KOs. I mean that's a it's a pretty impressive record and then also we look at Pernell Whitaker. I know that um right. there out of all the fighters, I know you a lot of people know Pernell as a jabber, but you said something that he had one of the strongest uh body punchers. He's like a body snatcher almost. When he hit you to the body, I felt like somebody kicked me in the stomach. Mm, really? When he hit me in the head it didn't bother me, but when he hit me to the body I wanted to say, look, man, you can hit me all day in the head. Lay off the ball. <laughs> wow. Rest in peace, sweet pea. Rest yeah, in rest peace. in peace. Do you I mean, yeah, rest in peace. One day, he, I mean, one round. And the sec the first fight was kind of close. You know, he won it, but kind of second fight, he beat the hell out of me. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. And and he hit me so many times in the second fight, I thought that I was surrounded. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> When when you listen, when we talk about these fights or when people bring it up, does it replay in your mind as if you're right back in that ring with them? Yeah. I'm the second fight I tried to forget because I, I took a – I mean, he beat the hell out of me. But, I, I mean, I can't take nothing away from that night. He was on that night. Mm -hmm. I got to give it to him. I'm just looking at the names of just even the referees and just all these people who were – refereeing your fight and the ringside judges, all these people are still working in boxing right now. Yeah, minus Harold Letterman. Exactly. I'm looking at the referee for the Pat Coleman fight, Arthur Mercante Jr., uh, Chuck, Chuck Giampa. All these people are still in and around boxing. Yeah. You started. Larry Hazard, you should do my fights. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story now. Before he became commissioned, 
then when I fought Penella in the Garden, Lou Duva and them were, were like, well, Buddy McGirt, that's his home. You know, we need a, a, a fair referee. So I said, well, get Larry Hazard to do it. And my manager and them called, they, you know, they called Madison Square Garden, who were my promoters. They called Larry Hazard, and bam, he did the first fight with Penella. He was still commissioner, but he was able to do our fight in New York. God, so many things have changed, buddy. I mean, the landscape of boxing, where it is then, where it is now, where it's going. Ziad is, uh, it's, it's like... The be- he's writing the history as we speak for boxing in Saudi Arabia right now. And that's a, he said that's a very, very heavy thing to carry on his shoulders, which I, I, can, I, I can agree. Where do you see boxing heading into we're 2022? What do, you, what, what do you want to see of this sport? Only thing I want to see is the best fighting the best. That's all. Are we not seeing you that know, right now? <laughs> I mean, like now, nine times out of ten, when a fight is made and when the guys get in the ring, you know who's going to win. Yeah. You just look at the corner and you say, okay, we know the deal. I mean, we know, you know this guy should win. I mean, some every now and then you get an upset, but nine times out of ten, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's not like back in the day when you never knew who was going to win. Like, you might not have an idea, but the opponent could turn the tables at any time. Yeah. When the Tank and uh, Ryan Garcia fight happens, that is that is uh, that's a fight that has to, is to be had. W- who do you see? How can that end, or how will that end? I gotta go with Tank. Will he lay out Ryan, or will can Ryan? Will yeah, he not, Ryan... not come out. Oh. He's got he's got too many guns. He's got you know he's fought the better opposition. You know he's been in fights where, you know he had to. Uh, Make adjustments. See, Ryan, every fight Ryan's been in, he's always dominated. Yeah. But he's never had someone that he hit with his, his best shot come back and hit him with a harder shot. Now he's got to make an adjustment. So I think Tank should get him in those deep waters, and then you can see what he's made of. Is Tank uh, considered your pound-for-pound pound, like on many people's? No, pound-for-pound pound right now, I got to go with uh, – Crawford, Spence, and, and uh, believe it or not, uh, Ennis. See? I am <laughs> I am so high on Boots Ennis. He hasn't fought for a belt yet, but he is the IBF mandatory for Spence. And we said it, if that fight with Crawford sadly doesn't happen, and, I mean, it has to happen, then he, he's next in line. That's got to happen. I mean, it has boxing, to. boxing, it's like Hearns and, and uh, Ray Leonard. Yeah. That's the fight that I it has to happen. It has to. But it, it's sad that it's been marinating. It's like with uh, with those two, Hearn and uh, Len- uh, Ray Leonard, it was like they wanted to fight. They wanted to fight. And here we're like, can we just get the fight already? Damn. Like, I don't care about who's side A, side B. Just make this fight already happen. Okay, now yeah. we're going to have to talk about it. Errol Spence uh, Jr. versus Terrence Crawford for all the marbles. Who do you have in that one? That's a fight that I... I uh, I, I just have to just I would just want to go to I'd pay to go to that fight. I pay for a ringside ticket. I just want to sit there and watch some real guys fight. Yeah. I'm not going to pick a winner because I'm friends with both of them. You know, Earl Spence was born in my hometown in New York in Long Island. Uh-huh. And Terrence, you know, me and Terrence are good friends. I've always said Terrence was one of the best. But not right now. They're the two, they're the two men in the division. And I just hope the winner fights Mr. Ennis. Okay, either one, either winner. How do they fare against Boots? That's gonna. Listen, I, those are fights that you just can't. 
pick them. It's like Ali Frazier. Yeah. You just said, say, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and may the best man win and enjoy some boxing. Now, switching back over to your gym, you have a wide range. I'm just just three. These three guys, for the sake of discussion, you have Ziad, who is making his pro debut. Then you have a very veteran fighter in Kovalev. And then now you have your new your new uh, pupil, Callum Smith. What is your t- how do you manage your time? How do you schedule them? What are their needs? I'm, I mean, these are all experienced fighters. They're not going to have the same needs as a as a Ziad, you know. So it's like, what is it's like is raising that? kids. It's like raising kids. <laughs> do you give them time out? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I give. You know, I, ha- I also have a kid who was an Olympian, Carlos Balderas. Yeah. Yes, and Balderas. Yeah. Yeah. So I give everybody their own time. Okay. So some come like at 10 o'clock and then I have the next act come at 1130. The next act come at 1231. So, you know, I give it, I'm in the gym all day. And the crazy part is you got to deal. Say if you got five guys, you got to deal with five different personalities every day. (laughs) You never know what they're going to come through that door with. (laughs) Some have girlfriend problems. Some have wife problems. Some stomach hurt, toe hurt. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's You're like raising therapist. kids. It's like, it's like raising, that's what you got to be. And sometimes some will come in and we're, we're, we're in a bad mood. And it's like, okay, I got to deal with this shit today. <laughs> so now, now I got to put my thinking cap on and I got to, I said, I got to get this out of him today. How am I going to do it? Then I got to figure it out. And then I find, I say something or do something that gets their attention. And I got to ride that wave until I get out of them what I need to get out of them that day. Mm-hmm. But they are they. Let me tell you, it's not easy. If you love your job, it's not easy. If you care about your fighters, it's not easy. You know, uh, I mean, I had an old school trainer. So if I went to the gym and said I had a stomach ache, he'd say, well, I don't know why you came here. Get ready. <laughs> you know, if you, <laughs> you know, if you got a stomach you in ache, your stomach. All right, you good. <laughs> If you got a stomach ache, why'd you come? You could have stayed home and called me. Yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, guys come in, hey, coach, you know, my my hand is a little sore today. I said, good. That's why God gave you two hands. Let's go. <laughs> do you guys have I, a do you guys have a secret group text? Like, do you and Freddie Roach and Robert Garcia, do y'all no. text each other like, oh my God. <laughs> These demons. How do we do it? You How know, do we do it? I call Ronnie Shields I, and I make him laugh. I said, Ronnie, you're not gonna believe what happened to you. <laughs> I had a, I had a fight of sparring a couple months ago, and he threw up in the middle of sparring. Oh! So the, the guy he was boxing with went to get out, and he went to get out. I'm like, "What are y'all doing?" He said, "Well, I threw up." I'm like, "You didn't throw up blood, so we're gonna wipe it up." Ew! <laughs> next, get back to business. Next time, don't eat that before you come to the gym. Right? Hello. <laughs> right. Right. Said, he's like, "But coach," he said, "Coach," I said, "Ask your question. What would you do if you was in a fight?" He goes, I'll fight. Well, hello, let's go. I said, I'm in this gym. It's 900 degrees. Ain't no nobody's leaving this damn ring. We all gonna sweat together. And he went out and he had his best round of sparring. Ah, breakthrough. Yeah. So you got to go back to school with with uh, Ziad uh, on the psychology tip, and that's gonna be the third career, Buddy McGirt. There you go. Um, babe, let me tell you, it's dealing with fighters. It's 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 crazy. I love it. But you got to be crazy to be in the business. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're still in it. <laughs> okay. Now, now, okay. Now, what made you ladies get in the box? 
Well, for me, I used to watch boxing with my dad. And we used to watch Wide World of Sports. And, you know, he was like, you ain't watching no cartoons till my boxing go off. Yeah. So that was the agreement that we had to make or whatever bribe he had for me that day. Some ice cream. We can go to the mall, get some earrings, whatever. But I was going to have to watch the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And, and that's hey. what it was. And I developed uh, an appreciation and a love. And I'm the youngest. And I got older brothers. And I used to be fighting and slapping around with my brothers. So I was trying to pick up some techniques, how to get them fools off me. There you go. You know, I, I gave my brother a good uppercut. Your partner? Uh, mine, is so, mine is so opposite of yours. I didn't watch boxing as I was a kid with my dad. I watched it when I was older. But I also love the, the art of the interview and just getting the story out about a fighter and just getting them to talk to me about things. And I just and I and I started boxing. Well, I only did it to train in the ring uh, to stay in shape. And I really loved the art of it. Just like uh, it's such a mental game. Like, don't get hit. Please don't get hit. Because I've been it's sparring really hurts. It, it, it's not nice to get hit in the face. And I'm like, I don't like this. But it was just the what it did for my body, what it did for my mental health. And um, just talking to the fighters or the trainers of why they do it. It was so fascinating to me. I'm like, I got to make a career out of this. And sure enough, that's what I do. That's what I do. I love talking to people like you and just why you do it. Um, you know, why you still stick around and then the mental health, which is a really big aspect of this sport that's not really spoken too much about, mm -hmm. but we know right. it's there. And, and then just also, I love a bloody, I love a bloody knockout. I love bloody wars. So, but <laughs> <laughs> once it gets in your, once it gets in your system, it's, you can't get rid of it. Today I put on the glove. I was done. Yeah. It's true. The day I put yeah. on some gloves, I was done too. I did one workout and I was like, you know what? I like watching boxing. I did. And it was just a workout. It wasn't like I was sparring with anybody. They dropped that heavy bag on my midsection. I'm like, oh, hell no. No, this ain't for me, but I do enjoy it, but just not <laughs> on the outside of the ring. I get, you know what? We're going to have to visit your gym when we, well, she for lives sure. in LA yeah. and I live here in Vegas, but when we ever come out there or if you're ever in Vegas, you got to come and put us through man hell workout. For sure. <laughs> your man oh, hell. I, hey, listen, that's, it'd be my pleasure. Fun. You know, buddy, I want to, I've seen pictures of your gym and your beautiful artwork and your, your, your buddy who did all your artwork in your gym gave me some artwork for my birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> Muhammad. Yes. Muhammad. I have a big ask ask him. Tell him you tell him you did the show with the girls who the girl you painted the painting for. I got this big okay. monster monstrosity <laughs> painting of myself. I mean it's amazing. It's amazing. I was like, wow, this is a lot. It's a beautiful picture. It's, it's, it's more of like her it's lips. Of me. <laughs> but exactly. it's so beautiful. It's of me. It's of me. So when you have a, a, a big gym that draws so much talent how do you keep the talent how do you keep people out how do you weed them out what's your criteria to making it into your gym well you know it's it's like this you know i just tell everybody look you know you come in you can do the work just respect everybody respect everybody's fighters you know what i mean but you can get 20 people in there but then 10 of 10 of float away you know what i mean i mean i mean like we have one ring and like i have one thing in the gym that is if guys have a fight coming up, they get the ring first. I don't care if it's a four-round fight or a 20-round fight. Yeah. And if they got a fight coming up, we got to respect that. Like, look, your guys are not fighting anytime soon. This kid's fighting in two, three weeks. 
He's got to spar first. And some people get mad. Oh, he's only fighting four runs, only fighting six runs. So what? Still fighting. Yeah, they ain't fighting none. All right. You know what I mean? He's still fighting. Those four rounds might seem like 15 rounds to him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you got to give him that respect. That's what I do. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just an old school guy. Now, a lot of guys get mad, but I mean, it is what it is. What are your thoughts on people? You know, I love when the tales come out of the gym about what about sparring and, oh, you yeah. know, the whole what happens in, in the gym stays mm-hmm. in the gym. Has there ever been a story that leaked out of your gym that just really pissed you off? People pillow talking, yeah. talking about what's going on in the yeah. gym. And can you share it? Yeah, I can share it because it was all over. Um, Tank Davis boxed with, oh, my God, I can't think of the guy's name right now. Didn't Tank Stop share it. that? Did Tank share that? Yeah, but see, here's the crazy part. They said no filming. Oh. Who, how did they film it? How did they not see a camera? Do they have, like, some spyware? Nope. They stood right up there, and they filmed. And, uh, damn, I can't think of the guy's name. I got it on the tip of my tongue. We'll find out. Uh, CIA over a here. <laughs> I already got the typing, like, hmm. And, and, you know, the guy came in to box him, and I looked at the guy, and I'm saying to myself, why do you want to do that? Yeah. What? You know, his trainer said, no, nah, buddy, we're going to box Tank. I said, hey, man, listen, it's on you. I'm not responsible. Now, Tank, now, this is what I love about Tank. Tank did not have... Red catch. It was Ivan Red catch. That's oh, the there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Tank didn't have a mouthpiece. I said, yo, champ, you, you don't have a mouthpiece. He goes, don't worry, buddy. He went in the bathroom and got tissue. He got toilet paper and put it in his mouth. That's a new one. It was so bad that Tank stopped and got out the ring. Oh. <laughs> and that's- I mean, he was hitting him, man. I was like, my God. Now, I'm looking at the other guy's trainer like, yo, you, you, you can't let your guy... You know, take this beat. And I'm gonna stop it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then Tank just stopped. Tank said, "Don't worry, buddy." He stopped. He said, "Don't worry," and he stopped. And the guy's like, "Oh, he's scared." I'm saying to myself, "You almost got killed, bro." Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, the stories that they twist. This is crazy. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to clip this out. I know, the man. Is- wait a minute, buddy. Come on now. The man went and put some toilet paper in him in his mouth, and he, he thought put- that was sufficient. And it worked for him. He didn't, he didn't get hit. He didn't need. I was going to say he knew that he was, that Ivan was not a threat. <laughs> Did he even wear head he guard? Jumped, head, uh, nothing? He jumped right on. And, you know, they had set this up like two days before. Because oh. Tank said, your buddy, you know, um, you know, I'm a boxer. I have a red catch. I'm like, you fighting soon? He's like, no. He goes, but he called me and said he wanted this work. I was like, no, he didn't. He said, yes, he did. I said, and that's on him. I made him sign a release form. Wow. I said, I'm not responsible. I'm not responsible. And he went to work on him. And it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. But then Tank stopped. I got to give him credit, though. He stopped and got out the ring. It's crazy because, you know, that's where a lot of the injuries happen is in training. It's in sparring. And uh, for him to go all out and credit to Tank for stopping and the fact that someone released it and then turned the turned the story of saying that uh, Tank was scared and whatever else, however else they spun it, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, you know. And then I saw it the next day on Instagram. I was like, "Yo, who recorded this?" And there was like twenty people that were. I mean, Tank came with a crew. He didn't come by himself. Yeah. You know what I mean, and but he did stop. He said, "Buddy, that's it, that's it, buddy." He got out the ring because he was. Oh yeah. It was. It was. It wasn't pretty. 
All right, TMZ, and if, and if all anybody, of you peoples, hey, we know the story from the man yeah. that was there. Because I never, I anybody, never saw that. If anybody else tells you different, they line their ass off. We, can we talk about Janabek? Oh yeah, there you go. I, I, the, um, the other, the, the one of the other fighters I'm high on. Uh, we spoke about earlier that the WBO has now um, ordered the fight against Demetrius Andrade for his belt. Whether or not this fight is going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Demetrius was supposed to move up to super middle, but because um, the fights were not happening with Gennady or Charlo, whoever else. Now, Janabek is, I remember he tweeted it. It's like, I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> it's just so simple. Well, they, they gave they gave Andrade 30 days after the last fight. Yeah. And nothing has happened. Yeah. I mean, because he has no promoter. The uh, matchroom dropped him. I don't know who else will pick him up to help promote it. I, I, from what I know, it was uh, Demetrius, uh, Dimitri Salidas. So I don't know exactly who, if this fight's supposed to move forward, but I'm very excited about Janabek because uh, he is a very skilled technician, and when he's ready to um, knock you out, he'll do it. And that's what I like about it. It's, I, I always say that about those Eastern Europeans. I don't know what's in the water, but you could see it in their eyes. It's just a, just you know, one and done. They just it's want the to ice. Out. It's the ice out there. <laughs> it's the ice and the snow. <laughs> They're pulling out and the bears trout right out the river. Did you ever see that one uh, thing on Twitter where they? I think I don't know if they were Russians, but they're like, "This is how they train." And they have this bear pushing this tree. <laughs> it's a straight of bear. <laughs> A bear pushing a tree. Damn, yeah. they serious. <laughs> I don't know if it's like Siberia. I, I'm going to find it. The bear was yeah. in the background and this guy yeah. is just He's shadow like, boxing yeah. or doing There's something. There's two guys and then this bear pushing this tree this tree thing. And I'm like, oh, this is some interesting stuff. I go, this is how I would assume like, um, what's his name? Uh, shoot. The, the, the one that everyone wants to fight in Canelo's division. The Bivol. No, the other one. They're really jacked up. Fuck, he just fought. Oh, uh, the kid from Canada? Yes, yes. Uh, oh, um, better be it. Better be it, yeah. That's, why I, that's how I picture him training. Yes. <laughs> but uh, what is it about Janabek that's very special? Because I know a lot of people see it, a lot of uh, fans, a lot of boxing. I don't want to say he boxing. Can, he can fight. He's the, he's the real deal. How did he he's come to deal. you? Did you find him or he found you? No, they found me. Igus, Igus called me. Uh-huh. And said to me, I have a kid who's uh, special, and he wants you to train him. Yeah. So I said, all right, bring him down. Let's, you know, I mean, let's work out for a few days and see if we have some type of chemistry. And if it works, we go from there. It always wonders. Um, I, it always makes me wonder with the language barrier for a lot of fighters and a lot of trainers. We hear we hear one uh, you're telling him, and then you hear a translator in the corner. Does it really translate to them when you're saying, you know, stick to the jab, do this, do that, and then you hear them speaking their language? Does it come off the same? Because I know when people are translating, no. they're like, "That's not what he said." <laughs> so it's not, and it's right. It's true. It's not. It's okay. not. So now we have, like, over the years, it took a couple of fights, but he can look at me and he can tell what I want him to do. Go. Just by my hand movement, I can show him. He he gets it. Okay. But no, you're right. The tra translator tells them what they want to tell. Yeah, I I remember reading an article in uh, Custom Auto would do numbers, 
like uh, he would say, you know, you know how you have the one, two, three, four, you know, uh, the typical yeah. tr uh, tr uh, training. But for his method was left hook to the body, say like number two, he would just say numbers to them and they would get it. And I was like, that's right. so smart. If you if you don't speak the language, I'm like, I don't know, maybe that's too much to remember. Like, I don't know. But you just think of it when you think of baseball, you think of like all the signs they just remember. I was just right. very curious about that. But no, I'm very high on Janabek. He's a future world champion. I, I, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. He's, right now. He's going to, I don't know, he's going to sweep that division. He, I, I, this is a bold prediction uh, by me. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot like, of hate. You know, I like bold predictions. <laughs> yep. So, hey, uh -huh. I'm not mad at I, that. I, I, I tell everybody, he's, he's going to, you're right, he's going to rule that division. Good. We want him on the show, so I'm putting that in. And to tell Igis, we would like his fighters because Igis knows. I'm telling you, Lomachenko, Usyk, he knows. He, he just knows. He just knows. He has a knack for um, seeing who's going to be uh, future world champions right. and future undisputed champions. So tell Igis to give us a call. We'd love to bring him to the brown table talk or have all things. Gotcha. So what fighters do you like who are outside of your stable? You already mentioned uh, Crawford and Spence and uh, Boots in is that you had in high regard. If there was any fighter, doesn't have to be a top guy, it could be any guy. If you could pluck a guy to just just because you enjoy his skills or his style and you just want to work with him just to see, you know, what is night, not trying to steal him or anything like that. You just enjoy the way he fights. Who is somebody you'd like to, to work with or just even spend some time in the ring with just checking out his skills? <sighs> There's quite a few, but I'm not going to say names because then if you say a name and God forbid I'm somewhere talking to the fighter mm -hmm. and someone hears this show, they're going to swear I'm still in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I had to put that disclaimer on. But, but people, people they, they just so uh, insecure mm. that if they you talking to a fighter that they and you could be asking the fighter directions they they don't know what you're saying and they feel threatened and bam there's there's an argument or rumors start so there's quite a few guys but you know i'm not going to mention any names to be honest we'll just, just say what how about what type of style lot. what about what type of style interest you and then people can draw their own conclusions to who you're talking about i like i like guys i like guys that are smart and think just thinking that, you know what I mean? Just don't go in there throwing punches. But now, you get guys that put pressure that are smart. And I like guys that can make adjustments. Yeah. So not too many guys can make adjustments. If it's not going their way, they're still trying. It's like, no, you got to switch gears midstream. Not too many guys can do that today. What's a tool that fighters have now that you feel like are limiting them? You know, there's lots of advances in cryogenics and all this stuff in place mm -hmm. of ice baths and no chopping woods and chasing chickens and all that old school stuff that fighters used to do. Some fighters still do it. What's something that fighters chased, do that are crippling? The only one chasing chickens was Sylvester Stallone. That's the only one that was chasing chickens. I, I ain't never seen no shit like that. But I think that, I think personally that there's no more teachers in the game. There's trainers. What's the difference between There's a handful of teachers. Explain the difference between the two, like the nuance between the two of those things. Okay, you could train a guy how to throw a jab, but if you teach a guy how to throw a jab, it's a difference. I mean, if you throw a combination and the guy's just doing the combination and the guy asks you, okay, coach, why do you want me to throw this combination? If you can't explain it to him, then why are you having him do it? You know, sometimes I see, I listen to trainers tell a fighter in the gym, you know, to make a move. 
And then the fighter says, okay, well, why? And the trainer looks at him, just do it. No, tell him why. Can you tell him why? No, you can't tell him why. Why? Because you don't know why. <laughs> Are there are there controls in place and, uh, you know, audience, forgive me if I'm supposed to know the answer to this because I don't. But are there what are the rules when it become when it comes to being a trainer and dealing with commissions and things and licensing and all of that? Because a lot of that world is very foreign to me because I don't participate in that. What is the criteria? Can I go to a gym tomorrow and be like, OK, I'm a trainer. I'm training people. Yep. You know, it's the first thing most of these young fighters is going to actually. Hmm. What? Do you know how to hold the mitts? Oh, that's true. And you say, and you say, yeah, you got a job. That's true. One, they they, they don't want to pay the trainer, but they're supposed to pay him. You know, they they they, they don't want to do that. If they can get somebody that can hold mitts, they figure they got. They think they got it all figured out. It's like your homeboy. You have no, you have you have no idea what's going on. I seen a guy in the gym one time. He was doing all that fancy stuff. You know what I mean? Then when he got done, I said, "Okay, young fella, tell me one thing you learned." today one thing he couldn't answer me then what good was it why are these kids in love with the pads like that i'm so hearing it's choreography say it again please choreography thank you very much but no one fights like that in a fight for real for real but people don't people don't people don't think like that it's good for the gram for the talk, TikTok, that's why. The only fighter who probably okay. fights that fast or has hands that fast would pre- probably be like Gary Russell. Yeah. And maybe maybe like Loma or somebody like that who's just, you yeah. know, just firing away like that. But your average fighter. You don't see someone throwing like 20 uppercuts at one time. <laughs> you know, you can barely get one uppercut from some fighters at times in a fight. I do that that's, in my last that's, that's what the fight game is missing. <laughs> fight game is missing teachers. That's what the fight game is missing. There's a, a handful. You can count them on one hand. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Guys that can teach, you know what I mean, a guy how to fight. And, I mean, anybody can tell you. I can sit in the gym for like six months, and then I can say, okay, I'm just, I'm going to go off stuff I saw other people do. And that's what happens. A lot of these guys, you know, I mean, I've seen a guy in the gym showing a guy something. I said to myself, Yo, I said, look, no disrespect, but your guy's not sparring here. Mm. He goes, what are you talking about? But I'm like, listen, he's not ready. I didn't want to tell him, you don't know what the hell you're doing. I just said, your guy's not ready. But he would have got that kid hurt. The stuff the stuff he had him doing, I'm like, he's going to get this kid hurt. I can't have that here. Do you have a next-gen guy, a younger guy who works with you that you see he could be the next great trainer, next great teacher? You know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. Um you get some guys you bring in to help you. But the sad part about this game is they go behind your back, stab you in the back. Mm-hmm. So you try to help face. them. You try to help them. And then, you know, they 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 think they know more than you. They get comfortable with the fighter. And bam, before you know it, the fighter's not listening to you no more. He's listening to him. What keeps you going? Me? At this point. At this point... The love of the game, yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't surround. I've, as I gotten older, I've gotten more smarter. So I don't surround myself with people that that are not from the old school. As far as helping me, you know what I mean? Because uh, the old school guys understand. Yeah. You know, you shake a hand with a guy from the old school. You shake a hand, you make a deal. Bam, you know, it's done. Guys today, you shake the hand. That don't mean nothing. 
you know, I have a guy that, you know, me and him was training. We're training these guys together right now. So I said, look, I got to go with Callum. I said, so you stay with these two guys. Now they fight a week after I get back. I says, I'll come to the fight, work the fight with you. I said, but you keep the money. And he's like, no, buddy, we got a deal. I said, no, no. I said, I understand this. You're going to be with them for the next five weeks. I'm not going to be here. So why should I come back and take money out your pocket? I'm away making money. So I'm not going to make money to come back and take half of your money. And I'm not here. No, you've been here. You put in all the work. You have to deal with all the BS. I'm going to come help you at the fight, but you take the money. You know what I mean? Nice. And the fight is like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this man's going to be with you for five weeks. I'm going to come in for three days. And then after the three days, I'm going to, the deal that I have with him, I'm going to take my cut. No, give it all to him. I'm still part of the team, but I'm away making money. If I'm away making money, why would I come back and take your money? You are a gentleman and a scholar for sure, because we know it ain't getting down like that. Folks are going to be like, run me my coins. Yep. Uh, we, okay. There's a couple things that we want to, we do this all the time. Uh, we are called Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I know that you love women's boxing, and uh, I know you're excited about some fights. Are you excited about some fights? Are there any fighters that you are excited about? Women but fight. the women fights? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love watching the women fight because they fight harder than the guys. Thank you very much. Say that again, Thank buddy you McGurk. very much. From the they Hall fight, of they fight, they fight harder because they have more to prove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I know when there's, if it's a fight with two women, I know it's going to be a good fight. Okay, so we have some very big fights uh, coming up in August. Uh, Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. Thoughts on I've that? I've never seen Savannah Marshall fight, to be honest. So... But am I going to watch the fight? Yes. Uh, okay. And then how about, uh, I don't know if you follow Twitter, but Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Baumgarten. Their Twitter war is amazing. They're amazing. They're so good. I don't, I don't, I don't. The only thing I do on social media is uh, Instagram. And oh, I'm not good true. at that. My kids run it for me because I'm not good at that stuff. <laughs> All right. I'm, Okay. Well, now um, we asked Ziad about, uh, you know, the Usyk versus Joshua as a trainer. Since he, uh, J- Joshua has brought in Robert Garcia to change up his style, you know, be a little bit more aggressive. He can't box Usyk because that's what he tried to do the first time, and we saw what happened. Uh, will that help? Will that, or will his game plan kind of go out the window and just revert back to how he normally trained with uh, McCracken? In, in a fight of this magnitude, you can't make no big adjustments with a guy who's been doing it one way for so long. You got to make minor adjustments that's going to get him through and then you get him through this fight then you add a little more the next fight Mm -hmm. but if you try to make drastic changes now what happens is he gets hit in the fight he's going to he's going to be stuck in between what you taught him and his regular way and he's going to go back to what he knows best so you just got to take a little bit just work on something minor that you feel that's going to get him through the fight and then once you get him through the fight then you go to the next phase you know what was so crazy when Joshua said, my team told him he thought he was winning the entire time. He was like, I was boxing like Ali. And I, I was so surprised how, you know, when we watch fights um, on TV, what we want to hear in the corner, I'm like, are they saying that you're losing rounds? Or are, you, are they just fluffing it? And the fact that they didn't, they, they, they led him to believe that he was winning. I thought that was so mind boggling to me. What's, what's your technique in the corner when the guy is down? Oh, you said your guy. 
If a guy's loser, I'm going to let him know. Yo, champ. Would you rather? Okay, buddy. Would you rather fly or be invisible? Fly. Would you rather be tall or short? Short, like I am. I've always been short, so I love being short. <laughs> Would you? Closer to the ground. Closer <laughs> to the ground. But yet he wants to fly. <laughs> All right. But when I land, but when I land, you won't see me. That's true. Stealth mode. Okay. Would you rather know how to sing or know how to dance? That's a good one. Sing. I'm thinking about that. Myself. Sing. Would you sing. would you rather learn know how to sing like Justin uh, Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake or uh, play the piano like none <laughs> none none I re- I want to I want to sing like Keith Sweat <laughs> nobody baby nobody oh my God. A Joe, a, a Joe <laughs> I'm going to put this on Twitter. Who wants to go see Buddy sing like Key Sweat? Nobody. Do you you go to karaoke? And if you do, what's your go-to song? It's got to be like Keith Sweat or Jaheem or somebody. You know what I'm saying? I got Jaheem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, buddy. No, 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 no. See, now you're playing. And you in Liverpool, you got time. You got to give us like a good six. Give give us some bars. Give it to us. Give us us. some. Sing it. No, no, I can't. You You got to. You got to. Hold it. I got to be in the car. And I got to have a few drinks of wine in me. (laughs) Babe, I sing sing like I'm green. You You give me some some red wine, baby. Shoot, what? I'd be on BET, baby. (laughs) I'm about to put, okay, if you are in Liverpool, whatever camera we're looking at, if you are in Liverpool and you see Buddy McGurr, bring him a bottle of Shiraz (laughs) and take him to the local karaoke spot and he's about to, you say no. You're going to see me. They're going to say yes. I'm going to be all over Twitter, uh, bitter, and be on everything. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Oh my God, that was Okay, so well, we're, we're going to plan that. So the next time you're in Vegas, you got to come to the yeah. studio and film with us, and we'll have the wine on the table. Oh, yeah. Believe that. We will. Hey, don't get me in the car now. When I'm in the car, you can't tell me that I am not getting a Grammy because I know I can sing. <laughs> What's the last song you sang in the car? What's I was singing, um, hold on, I was singing the song by Gerald Levert. Um. Uh, baby, you are. How does that go again? I don't know. I don't know that song. I don't know that song. I really don't. I don't. Know. I, don't. I don't know. Wait, maybe if I, know, I, I know. I know. Maybe that song. if I heard. The, I am forty-seven the, the... years old. Of course, I know that song. <laughs> if you don't know, baby, oh, that's. That is the kizla right there. <laughs> is that how you got your wife? Were you singing Gerald? Baby, that's how I get my ass out the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We finished. <laughs> okay, buddy, would you rather be a lion oh. or a bear? Bear. Would you rather have no internet or no cell phone? Ooh, that's no awesome. internet. Okay. Uh, would you rather eat chicken or would you rather eat steak? Steak. Would you rather be a dog or a cat? Dog. Would you rather eat a raw onion or a raw or raw garlic? Ooh. Yeah. Onion. 
and would you rather get struck by lightning or picked up by a tornado? <laughs> you like to fly. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> struck, struck by lightning. That tornado, you can't control it. Your ass. <laughs> and then last question. If you were to invite three people to dinner, past or present, in any, like anyone in the world, who would you invite to dinner? Mike. I'm making a fake. Nah, I mean, I mean, you say you say this is not going to be broadcast. Oh no, this this will be in a separate segment. Okay, how about oh, no, this? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So for the sake of editing, give us the the PC answer. Yeah, and then and the, then tell us the real answer. We'll cut the. We'll, I, we we promise. promise. We'll edit that out. Because I'm curious now. So give us the PC answer, and then give us the <laughs> give us the real answer that we'll edit. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't answer that one. So Buddy yeah. would like to have Rihanna, <laughs> Beyonce, uh, and uh, like Pam Green, hey. Pal, Pam Greer. Hey, we, Rihanna, right? She sang that. Which one sang that song? Umbrella. Umbrella. Rihanna. Who's, Every man wants to go that, somewhere with Rihanna. I already knew that was on the list. No, no. Let me tell you what happened. How I met her. Oh. I'm in a, I'm in a restaurant in L.A. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm half a bottle of cognac in. <laughs> Did you start singing her song? Oh shit! No. Oh. She was. I didn't. She was sitting next to me. I didn't know who she was. Uh huh. Okay. And the person I was with said, "Yo, you know who that is right there." I said, "No." And she's with her bodyguards. You know, I'm like, "No, I don't know who it is." So he said her name. I'm like, "Okay, am I supposed to know?" Her? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then he started singing the song. I looked at her. I said, Miss, no disrespect, but I'm tired of hearing that goddamn song <laughs> from my kids. Oh, my God. Betty. Oh, my God. What happened? Did she, she, start, did she, she started hear laughing. Oh. She was like, she's like, you know what? I'm tired, too. <laughs> I got to respect that. I said, no disrespect, sweetheart. I said, please. And on the bodyguard, looking at him like he wants to whip my ass. But <laughs> He would have got a bad decision that night. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You would have whooped his ass. So, so I'm looking. I said, Miss, don't disrespect. I said, but my daughter sing that song every freaking day. <laughs> and she was cracking up. She was like, she's like, you're too much. I was like, I said, look, I got to be honest with you, but God bless you. Uh-huh. And she gave me a hug and she left. Oh, my Buddy God. McGurk, you are a pimp, okay? But, see, this is what you... Gentlemen, take note. Whatever camera I'm supposed to be looking at. Yeah. If you... Well, you got to be from New York because New York men are ballsy. Yeah, and they We are. like that about New York men. So that's number one. And if you ever meet a celebrity, just tell them you're tired of them and yeah. they'll give you a hug. <laughs> I, I, I said, babe, I said, I said, it's a great song, but every day, she just bust out laughing. I said, my daughters wake up playing that goddamn song. They go to sleep playing that <laughs> If we shine, we'll oh shine together. God. Imagine telling See. your kids that. Oh, by the way, I met Rihanna today, and, and I said, me. I said that I was so tired of hearing this song. I mean, as a kid, I would be mortified. But okay. I hope you got a picture. No, my daughter said when I told her, she goes, "Dad, what was you drinking?" <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about it is, well, we we here at the Best Women's Boxing Show, we do not advocate violence, only in the ring. Yep. If her bodyguard tried to whoop your ass, you would have whooped his ass. Oh, my God. Can you imagine this headline? Buddy McGirt <laughs> tells Rihanna she's he's tired of her. Buddy uh, Bodyguard swings on him, and he knocks him out. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Hey, 
I'd have whooped his ass singing that song. Ella, 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 eh, eh. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, we're going to have to wrap soon. Uh, the one thing that we did, we had to float to you that, um, you know, since you guys are going to Jeddah, Ziad, we're like, maybe WWE, and you can start slamming people, body slamming, and get him ready for that. Exactly. We would love to imagine getting in nice little tights. Little a whole outfit and a nice little Ooh. check. You, yeah, you got to go out there with them because you know, I ain't no tight. I ain't you got to wear a singlet. A sing <laughs> no, no. Buddy, I don't wear, wear tight clothes. <laughs> I buddy can't wearing, wear tight clothes. Buddy wearing a singlet. All right. Okay. So I can't but, wear tight clothes. Yes, you can. Anyone can. All right. Um, <laughs> there. And the one last question that is uh, a lot of people are wondering, and even Rachel's wondering, on a on a from one to ten. How excited are you to ride a camel Ooh. in Jeddah? <laughs> I'm not excited at all to ride a damn camel. I know my ass going to be killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit between the humps. You'll be all right. Right? It's going to be hot. You know, the cradle of civilization <laughs> is hot. I'm telling you this, though. I'm telling you this. I told them if I don't have air conditioning <laughs> in my hotel, oh. I am getting on a plane and bringing my black ass back home. <laughs> I told him, I told him, I said, look, because Rachel was like, you have any requests? And I told, I told Zizzo, I told them, and I told Callum, if I don't have no AC, my black ass is coming back to the United States. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I All can the way. see that First on his rider. <laughs> Air conditioning. Right, Air conditioning. Right here in this hotel I'm in right now. Yeah. I have a kitchen. I got, I got everything. Take There's no tour. damn AC. Tell no. What? During, well, at least there's no hate. Heat well, he's hate. in Liverpool, so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I still like to sleep with the like sixty degrees, even though if it's fifty degrees outside. That part. All right. And the fan. Okay. And then last, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, before you go into the fight uh, with Z uh, Ziad and also Callum Smith, can you do? Can you send a message to both of them before they go into battle, into war, um, August twentieth? Well, my 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 message would be to both of them. You know that uh, you worked hard. You put in the time. You put in the work. And God bless you on your journey, and I wish you nothing but the best. And go in there and handle your business. There you go. Period. Plain and simple with Buddy McGregor. Thank you, Buddy, for uh, hanging out with us. Buddy coming chatting. to the studio. I know, us. Buddy. You're going to come over and hang out with us Thank on the brown table, talk with yeah. the brown girls. Mm -hmm. Cool. No problem. Uh, Just don't play umbrella, umbrella, umbrella. <laughs> we know That's going to be your walkout music. And it's going to be <laughs> and the cognac. You got to get, as soon as you get off the phone, put on Gerald LaVert. Maybe you are. We totally will. Okay. We totally will. We're we going to sing it together and send it I to know, you. I know, right? Uh, yep. Hey, and when your man plays, you can't be mad at him. You got to <laughs> say, whatever you did, I forgot, baby. I love you. Oh, thank you so much, buddy, for um, chiming okay. in with us from Liverpool. And um, have a safe trip. Hopefully you have the AC. And I know I think he left us. I'm not exactly he sure. He I'm out. All right. No, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. All right, buddy. Thank you. And get some sleep. Oh, that was so fun. Ella, Ella, a a a under my umbrella. I mean, you know this, would you rather? I, You know, there's certain segments that we can do with certain... Okay, but the segment with Buddy McGirt was incredible. And just learning his story, the things that, you know, I, I know he's always wanted to talk about it. <laughs> Ella, Ella, eh, eh, 
Hey, oh under my, my umbrella. Oh my God, that was fun. But again, um, it was a great episode, Deandra, and in, in our studio. But we're back for some more, guys. So you guys tune in, like, share, subscribe to all of our videos. Thursday, we, we drop one every Tuesday, Thursday. There you go. At 12 p.m. Pacific time. So you guys tune in. Again, thank you. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Deandra LaBeouf. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys. Bye.